Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. And this week, Will, it's a special edition episode. We haven't taken a great pop music album and broken it down track by track uh, this time round. This is our annual, uh, is it a tradition? Have we done it? How many years have we done this one? Well, yeah, this is the third one, so it's a tradition. Traditional annual Eurovision 2021 preview uh, hype episode. Just to be clear, this isn't the annual Eurovision 2021 episode. Uh, we don't, last year it was 2020 and 2019 before that. Oh, you're right pedantic bugger aren't you <laughs> i think everyone would have known that yeah definitely i just want i saw a moment to maybe show you up and i thought i'd take it so eurovision is back for 2021 in unprecedented circumstances uh unfortunately the contest didn't happen last year which was such a shame because there was such a strong selection of tracks as we have talked about if you skip back a year through our generous catalogue uh but we're here to talk about the contest that will be going ahead uh on the 22nd of may the grand final and we're very close to that now so a quick quick quiz for you dan eurovision quiz uh where is it being held this year uh it could be rotterdam or anywhere but i think it's rotterdam isn't it Or or rome uh it is rotterdam uh and what was the winning song uh that the Netherlands won with. I know. I'd never get this in a million years. I'm not sure, Will. Uh, it was, uh, and you can hear it playing now, it was Arcade by Duncan Lawrence. Oh, I think I quite liked that one. And I'm, Oh, that's, that's good. You quite liked it. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure uh, Duncan Lovey will pop up at some point during the uh, festivities this year. To, he'll probably perform it that, and he'll probably also perform a new song, which is nowhere near as good. Is that their tradition? Yes. Uh, and, you know, fair play to those artists for using uh, the global audience to platform uh, their new material. But for God's sake, pick a banger. Yeah. How can people get it so wrong? You sometimes see that, whether it's Eurovision or whether it's just a generic pop star releasing a second single and it's a dud, and you just think, who let this decision happen? So, some statistics to start off with, Dan. Um, Give it a drink. No. Get you in the mood. No, 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 not at all. That does surprise me. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, So, 39 countries taking part uh, in the contest, including Bulgaria and the Ukraine, who didn't take part in 2019. Unfortunately, Dan, Hungary and Montenegro won't be there. Is that because they didn't come... I mean, regular listeners of the podcast will know that you are our Eurovision expert and I am our novice dunce, whatever you want to call it. Dunce. Uh, so I, uh, well, I thought, yeah, I thought you'd like that one. Um, so a lot of a lot of the process and everything is still new to me. I'm still learning. Uh, what, so why aren't they taking part, Will? Uh, personal reasons. Couldn't be asked. <laughs> Uh, and this is where things get a bit special this year as well, Dan, because of uh, COVID-19. I don't know if you've heard about it. 
been uh, is that been... one of the tracks we're going to be playing later <laughs> no uh but obviously the status of this year's contest was a bit up in the air uh as to whether it was going to go ahead and if it does in what way will it happen uh, so they've actually formulated three and latterly four different scenarios based on local restrictions at the time. So it looks like now, uh, and this might change or tweak slightly, but at time of recording, uh, they are going to be able to have uh, in the stadium. So they've staged it. The stage is built. It's all ready to go. They are going to be able to have 3,500 people in the audience for each of the nine shows because they do the three live shows and six rehearsals but in order to be in the audience guess what dan you have to have had your vaccine no not quite uh you have to have tested negative for covid19 uh so that could all change but that's the current status obviously the host city is normally a huge thing there big atmosphere i was in lisbon just a few years ago when the final was there uh, a lot of the things they would normally be doing there aren't happening again because of restrictions but the best news is it's happening we are going to have a eurovision 2021 and again another unprecedented move uh because of last year's uh, contest not happening uh 24 countries inv- have invited back uh to take part uh the artists who were their finalists for 2020 where, uh, but some of the other countries have hosted national finals, Sweden, for example, and there is a new act performing this year. Are you you still awake, Dan? Uh, what? No, Sorry? come on, you're no. pulling my plonker there. That was just a, you having a laugh. I was. Uh, sorry about that. Um, no, it's very interesting. As I say, it's a lot of it is quite new to me. A lot of it is quite new this year, anyway. Uh, I guess the big question will is. Are you going to be watching tomorrow night? Or have you got your ticket for Glastonbury Life and Worthy Farm? <laughs> so I shouldn't laugh, actually, because we don't we love Glastonbury for real, but I'm not going to be watching Coldplay uh perform an online show. Of course, I'm gonna be watching your vision. It's what we need, isn't it, this year? A huge, massive, camp, fun, banging pop party. It is what we need. And consider this episode, not just for you, Dan, uh, but for everyone listening, our digest of the best, in our opinion, 10 tracks, which does include uh, the UK entry, which is uh, actually, I was going to say the obligatory inclusion of the UK entry, but actually I quite like it this year. So It's the best it's been for a couple of years, isn't it? So we're going to go through, th- we're going we're gonna to talk about that, but we've also got nine other tracks that we have hand-plucked uh, for our track by track listeners, um, so consider all of these track by track approved. And I did. I think I hinted at it before. These were chosen by you, Will, weren't they? You are you are the expert here. You chose these songs. I just couldn't be asked to do the research, so I left it to you. So you are just going to nod along whilst I'm talking. Yes. Just sounds like a normal recording episode, <laughs> not a special episode. Shall we get stuck in? Yes, I feel like I've done a lot of talking, so I think we should do the decent thing now and actually let the music speak for itself. So, Dan, to kick us off, we are headed over to Azerbaijan, where we we are meeting Effendi, and this is Matahari. for me now? Just like Cleopatra, the army of lovers. I said a fire. <laughs> 
Matahari there by Effendi. Uh, and Effendi is Samira Effendi uh, from Azerbaijan. Uh, the, this one, Dan, is uh, one of the artists. So she had a track called Cleopatra uh, ready to go for the 2020 contest, uh, which is referenced in this song, uh, which I really loved. Really like this as well. And for me, it's just got a wonderful Eurovision beat to it. Yeah, this one is so Eurovision. This is, I listened to the songs in the order that we're going to play them today. So this is the first one I heard. And instantly it sounds like a Eurovision song. And I think there are some songs coming up that actually really don't. And you'll get them in the competition every year. Some some sound like they were made for it. Some are surprising. Um, it's so Eurovision, which is a great thing because it's got a good chance of winning, I suppose. Uh, it's got that huge climax at the end, which I think, you know, it's a three minute song, isn't it? And as as is the rule. Uh, and usually they like to go out with a bang. But yeah, it's a great sound. I love the references to Cleopatra last year's song, which of course was featured in our Eurovision special edition, wasn't it? I think you chose that one. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, yeah, it's a great Eurovision sound. What I particularly like, actually, Will, from the song itself is the ma-ma-ma-ma. Very poker face. I, not the last time uh, we're going to reference Lady Gaga in this episode, actually. Well, Spoiler. Although we haven't swapped notes yet, but I have a feeling there's going to be another <laughs> reference later. Uh, now, there's also a great sample and reference to Eurovision and Swedish pop royalty, the Army of Lovers, uh, in here, when she says Army of Lovers, and there's a bit of a sample in there. And Army of Lovers are a brilliant, uh, or were a brilliant trio. And if you haven't heard any of their music, Dan, you're missing a treat. <laughs> That's my further listening, because we don't have them on a special edition. Campus Christmas as well. Oh, well, as a recent review of uh, Track by Track uh, on Apple Podcast called us Camp, right up our street. Uh, also, uh, Effendi's got a wonderful face mask on, on the single artwork for this. I was pleasantly surprised to read um, about what Matahari actually means or who it actually was. Matahari was a Dutch exotic dancer and courtesan who was executed in World War I as a suspected spy for Germany. And even more bizarrely than that being the influence of a Eurovision song, it's not the first time that a song about Matahari has been used. In 1976, Anne Corrine Strom had a song called Matahari. Oh, I'll get you with the Eurovision facts. Yeah, I know nothing about the competition itself, but I just did a bit of research on uh, on a Dutch exotic dancer. It's like you've swallowed a Eurovision expert. <laughs> Let's move on now. Uh, and I've been looking forward to this one. This, uh, Dodi Fire is back, uh, representing Iceland uh, again this year after the what would have won him Eurovision, in our opinion. Think about things. Uh, he's back with uh, a new track uh, for his entry this year. Here is a little bit of wow. Ten Years. How does it keep getting better? Every day I'll find a new way to prove the time. 
So 10 years there by Daddy Frey. I don't know if I'm, I'm never sure if I'm saying that right, but uh, apologies. Sorry, Daddy, if I'm saying it wrong. Um, <laughs> he, I'll, I'll just refer to him as he. He is, of course, from Iceland. Um, Will, I have to say, Think About Things was fantastic, but I think I might even prefer this song. This, it's a little bit more electronic, uh, a bit hard, it's got a bit of a harder beat to it. Um, I just think I've loved everything um, so far, especially, um, what was the track? Share the Love? I'll sweat no tears when you are here, it's all a And this is this is a strong contender, I think, for this year. It has to be. I think, you know, we we will just have to assume, which I don't like to do about last year, and say that he probably would have won. But I really, really hope he's been on such an amazing journey since last year's competition, uh, with Hot Chip remixing his song and kind of going a little bit viral, I suppose, with some of his YouTube videos and cover versions. He covered that track from the film. What was it called to Netflix, your original film? He did the song. It was great. Um, and I would just love to see him finishing that with winning because also he's got loads of tour dates. We're going to see him in London later this year, aren't we? And it's, I think it's sold out. Yep. Yeah, uh, and this has been twice rescheduled because of the pandemic. So uh, we can't wait. Uh, we can't wait for that because I think it'd be a great live show. It's going to be amazing. And as we were saying as a track's playing, we have uh, him one night and Steps the night after. So what a treat that's going to be. Uh, and Dan, the song he covered from the Eurovision film that you couldn't think of the name of, it was... Uh... Oh, was it Ya Ya Ding Dong? Ya Ya Ding Dong, yeah. You were close. Uh, in his own inimitable style. Speaking of which, the single artwork is, is very, again, similar to the sweaters that they were wearing last year with like 8-bit characters. This one, however, looks like Ginny Lemon from uh, Drag Race UK. <laughs> was it? Do you want a slice? Anyone order race? a Chinese, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and Will, this song is already a hit. This peaked at number three in Iceland and number six in Belgium. So regardless of whether it wins a competition... It's a smash hit single. And Dan, uh, Belgian chocolate lollies are available in Iceland. So that's why mums go to Iceland. Track number three now. So Dan, we're off to Serbia. Uh, and let's get the train to Serbia because we've got Hurricane next and Loco Loco.
So Hurricane there, and they are back uh, for 2021 after Hasta La Vista, which we did talk about a year ago as well. So uh, again, this is another great track from them. Uh, Piqued our interest enough to feature it in our selection uh, for 2021. And I have to say, it's another Eurovision Euro banger. And I love that you've said it's a Eurovision Euro banger, because I was just about to say myself... Uh, I didn't mention it when 10 Years was playing, but for me, 10 Years is a song that I could listen to at any point. I just think it is a fantastic electro pop song, whereas this is a fantastic Eurovision Eurobanger. It's probably not something I would listen to, you know, in two months time, but it's fantastic for the competition. It's a great entry, um, as with last year's, as you said. Uh, Hurricane Arsanya, Ivana and Kasinja. And um, I did read that the song is about, uh, it's got a, I suppose it's got a girl power mentality to it, Will, because it's about um, a girl approaching a man, uh, which um, Sanja said is they're trying to make it a normal thing and that she actually does that, but also wanted to make it quite clear that when they sing Let's Get Loco Loco together, that's not in a sexual way, that's just in the love kind of way. Thank you for the clarification. Mm. Uh, Loco Loco got to number 10 locally in the singles chart. Loco Locally. So next up, we've got another favourite of mine. I mean, these are all my favourites, but I like this one particularly. Uh, We're going now to Moldova, and this is Natalia Gordnico and Sugar. Come over, hey lover, give me some... So Sugar there, I think this is one of the catchiest ones we've played so far. And uh, again, Natalia was due to appear in the 2020 final with Prison. uh, But she's back this year with Sugar. And interestingly enough, Dan, she uh, represented Moldova back in 2006 as well. I was going to say, is that allowed? But it's definitely allowed, isn't it? Because it's quite a few famous Eurovision faces who have done it more than once, aren't there? Yes. This has got a brilliant chorus, and I just love how grandiose the whole uh, affair is. So it's interesting you said that, because for me, I prefer the build-up to the chorus, to the actual chorus itself. And I think that's because, well, I think the chorus works as a huge Eurovision chorus. But I think, personally... Personally! (laughs) uh, The build-up just sounds more like it's less... I don't want to say full of Eurovision cliches, but less aimed at that sound. No, sorry, sorry about that. But then you, you, it's like you and Christmas, isn't it? You enjoy the build up to Christmas, or almost more than the day itself. Absolutely, yeah. Because on the day itself, I'm, I'm depressed all day that it's, it's going to be all over soon. Just how my mind works. Now this is very catchy. It's very poppy. It's very immediate. Do you think though it's got what it takes? I, I don't think it's going to be the winner, but I think it's going to do well. To be honest, I think it is. I think to be honest, the ten that you've picked will. I think they all sound like they could do well in the competition. That's why you've picked them. Uh, You're a long-term Eurovision fan. Uh, Also, I think it's interesting that this one, one of the composers of this one is Philip Kerkorov, who is the five times winner of the best-selling Russian artist at the World Music Awards. So with that kind of talent behind the song, I think surely it's got to do well. They've gone all in, haven't they? Having said that, though, we did have 
Engelbert Humperdinck representing us uh, with quite a big back catalogue. It didn't do very well, I don't think, did it? No, we did not. <laughs> so next one. Uh, and Dan, let's take a let's take the boat to a lovely Greek island. Uh, maybe we could stay in a rundown B and B that uh, there's a older blonde lady is doing up. Your mother. Don't 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 keep that line in. That's 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 rude. No, you've said it now, it needs to be hung out to dry. Uh, let's anyway. We this is Greece. Uh, it's Stefania and Last Dance. Last dance. Last dance Stefania there with Last Dance. And Will, I'm sure you had hedged a bet on me enjoying that one because the 80s influences are so strong throughout the song. Even even at the start when it's a bit slower, it's still got those kind of synth sounds. Lyrically. Lyrically. Talking about my heart was born in neon lights or something along those lines. Just love how it kind of is unapologetically... 80s influence and this is a second appearance uh from stefania after uh supergirl being the, the song that she was going to perform last year i i like it i le- i think you think it's going to be a bit of a, a huge like eurovision power ballad and then the beat kicks in and it becomes this like epic synthy uh odyssey which is just fantastic and i could imagine like flying across the kind of Greek horizon on a cloud with this blaring out. Oh, that's lovely. Also, Will, what I found very interesting about this one is that it's some of the same songwriting team as Sugar. So you've got Dimitris Kontopoulos, who is apparently, according to Wikipedia, one of the biggest names in Greek pop music. And who am I to argue with that? Uh, And there's also Sharon Vaughan, who is an American previously based in Sweden. And she has written anthems including Agnes's Release Me uh, as well as tracks for Alcazar, Dolly Parton and Kenny what was Kenny's surname? Rogers. Everett. <laughs> I was going to say Everett. <laughs> Rogers. Uh, and Jedward's Waterline of course a previous Eurovision entry so kind of Eurovision and just pop music royalty on this. Ah uh, Waterline by Jedward. Brilliant. Love that song. Have you seen those recent photos they've been sharing? Oh, yeah, they've had the hair chafe for charity. Oh, and they've just been posing in the boxer shorts. One of the comments I saw was uh, something about them not only being big in Ireland. Uh, bigger than Netherlands as well. <laughs> uh, right, let's move on now to Lithuania and the route. This is Disco Dance alone, dance alone. 
So that is Discotech by The Root. I think this one is the most of our selection, and probably in Eurovision this year, the most one up our street. I don't know what you think, Dan. Yeah. Uh, oh, do you know what? Actually, no, I would say second. I'd say 10 years first and then this. But that's fine. We can we can, we can can compromise if you want, Will. No, don't compromise. You never compromise, do you? Don't. I've got that tattoo, haven't I? Don't compromise. Don't apologize. Uh, yes. Tramp stamp. <laughs> uh, but don't you love this? Don't you think this but is great? I think, yeah, as I said, it's the num for me it's the second most track by record but it's a fantastic sound and it's one of the songs that doesn't really sound like a eurovision song it's not got that traditional sound but equally is a fantastic three minute pop bop this song is just as at home on eurovision as it is on our bbc radio six music uh nightly show in our dreams so just a little bit on the route because they're a quirky bunch they are Vedotus, Robertus, and Mantus. And they've had a couple of albums, actually, in their motherland. Uh, but this is definitely going to bring them to much wider uh, acclaim. And it's already been number one in Lithuania. And they were due to take part last year, weren't they, with On Fire, which was number one as well. So I think it's interesting that if you think about British entries, you know, we haven't had a number one single from a, a British entry since Katrina and the Waves, was it, in 97? Over in Lithuania, they've not even entered the competition yet and they've got a number one single. Uh, they also attempted to take part in 2018 as well. Uh, and also, fact fans, uh, you can see I really have done my homework here, Will. Lithuania have only made it to the top 10 twice since they started participating. But last year's was a real favourite to get in there. And obviously it didn't happen for them. So let's hope, fingers crossed, that Discotech is top 10. I th- we think it is, obviously. Yeah, good luck. We're behind you. Dan's always behind you. So next one, uh, Israel now. Uh, this is Eden, Elaine, and it's Set Me Free. Set me free. So set me free there. Will, I don't think this song would have sounded too out of place on Kylie's disco album. Do you know what? I was thinking something a bit similar, but it is a great disco track, isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure if it had Kylie written on it, but certainly had female pop star who's got a disco album written on it. (laughs) Quite vague. (laughs) Thank you very Uh, much. I meant just the expression on your face. So Set Me Free is this year's Israeli entry from Eden. Uh, she's a big pop star. With, she's had a number of singles uh, over the last few years. Also, last year, uh, she had a song that was going to be in the 2021, which is a, a bit of a theme, hasn't it, isn't it, so far? <laughs> yeah, it might be more uh, exciting if we point out the ones that weren't supposed to be entering last year. Uh, we will do when they come up, but not yet. Uh, but this is a great, fun disco pop song. Uh, again, very instant. Well, it needs to be. It's Eurovision. Um, and I think another contender. But what do I know? I'm just chop liver. 
I did read, Will, that this is a revamped version of the song, uh, which gave it more of that kind of disco edge. Have you heard the original? Because I, I was struggling to find it on a legitimate source. <laughs> no, I haven't. So uh, answers on a postcard uh, to, about that one. Also, the whistle note in this is the highest note in Eurovision history. Now, Will, I thought it might be quite fun for you and I to try and break that record now. What do you think? Okay, I'll have a go. I think it's about even, Will. (laughs) Right, next one. So uh, here we go now with Poland. This is Rafał Brzozowski, and this is The Rock. Actually, on any other episode of Track by Track, that would be a synthwave uh, favourite uh, in the new music drop. And actually, a couple of these tracks had made their way onto our new music drop uh, lists. You'd promptly t- like, taken them off again. You took great pleasure in reminding me we were going to cover them in the Eurovision episode. Well, I don't like to point out when you're wrong, Will, but I do seem to have to do it quite a lot. Good track. Great track. As you said, it sounds like something we would play anyway. This is one of the ones that doesn't really fall into the standard Eurovision sound. But I think for me, it it doesn't feel like a winning Eurovision song because of that. It doesn't feel like it's got enough of the uh, bombastics and the kind of, it doesn't tick the right boxes to be a Eurovision song. I might be proven wrong, but um, yeah, it's almost too non-Eurovision. And weirdly, in a way, that's kind of a good thing for me. How about you? Uh, I I think it, I know I know I do know what you mean. It's a great track and we love it, but I think maybe because we love it so much, it might not win. Yeah, <laughs> and I do like the theme of the song and that line: "Hold on for the ride of your life." That's something you say quite a lot, isn't it? No, I say scream if you want to go faster. <laughs> you don't say something about do you want to have a go on the log flumes or anything like that. Rafael was host of Junior Eurovision, co-host of Junior Eurovision last year. And he's 39. Uh, also, he uh, 10 years ago, he was on The Voice of Poland. So I feel like, is Rafal their Oli Mers? <laughs> uh, it's not as gorgeous as Oli Mers. I thought that as soon as you said he's 39 and you didn't follow it with. And Dan, he's absolutely gorgeous. He's too, too old. <laughs> yeah, 39 is very old, actually. Uh, so next one. Uh, this is from Cyprus. It's Elena uh, Tsigrinu and it's El Diablo. I'm breaking the got to say it right away the lady gaga influences of are just dripping through this song and that's a very good thing 
Absolutely, yeah. I think it's. I think when she released Judas, people said it was Eurovision-esque, didn't they? And it's almost like this is that somehow has gone back on itself. Uh, but yeah, it's a great song. It's got that influence, but it is equally a fantastic, very Eurovision entry. I have to be honest, at first, that first chorus was almost too much of a big blow for me. It sort of came out of nowhere. But then second time around, I did quite enjoy it. I would say it sounds like Bad Romance. I can definitely hear that. And talking of a bad romance is, of course, talking about falling in love with someone as bad as the devil, which did just make me think of your poor other half. (laughs) That's quite cruel. Uh, And Elena is a huge uh, star backing uh, in Greece uh, with uh, a string of albums uh, and hits and TV shows. She's also uh, on the telly. Oh, she's there. Hannah Montana or Kim Marsh, perhaps. Something in between. Um, Morning Live. This song, though, Will, has sparked huge controversy from the people of Cyprus because of... uh, singing about the devil the church of cyprus felt it was offensive and disrespectful Eleven thousand plus people signed a petition uh to vote against it being uh representing the country uh, we, we've had more complaints than that in the last week i don't know of many other huge eurovision controversies so uh maybe is that the kind of um is it done on purpose is that to get it some time in the spotlight maybe and it's not like me to cast aspersions like that You love to cast aspersions. So let's finish off now today uh, with our 10th selection. James Newman is back representing the UK uh, for Eurovision this year. Doesn't need to be in the semi-final. He's straight through. Uh, Much like that uh, fiery, (laughs) chilly uh, bolognese you had the other night, Dan. (laughs) Or so your Instagram story said. Anyway, I didn't need to see the bowl. But Uh, anyway, here is Embers. Second year for James, he uh, was all ready to go with a slightly lower tempo track last year. Uh, I remember reading an interview to say he, he purposely wanted to have a track that was more positive, a bit more of a beat to it, um, just because he felt it was ne- really needed this year. And it's being um, more hammered on Radio 2 uh, than Ken Bruce at the, at the staff Christmas party. <laughs> No, it's getting a huge radio play here in the UK. And I've had, I've read and seen such a positive reaction to this track. I actually feel like we could be onto something. I mean, even if we could just get top 10, that'd be wonderful in itself. But yeah, I agree. I've, I've been seeing a lot of press for this one, more so than recent years. But also, it's weird because we've talked a lot today about songs that do and don't sound like general, generic Eurovision entries. For me, this one falls right in the middle. It sounds very current. It sounds like the kind of thing that Rudimental and James Arthur might do. But at the same time, it, it sounds like a perfect Eurovision entry. So good luck to James Lovey. Uh, and we hope uh, you do brilliantly this year. He's a he's a smashing lad, Dan. He's done a great job with this track. He's all over the TV and the radio. I just hope he does well. Hope that 
the politics don't play a part and that you know politics always play a part in Eurovision I think and in the voting but this year has been so strange with Brexit actually happening within the last you know year and a bit or whatever coronavirus and all that kind of thing I just hope that they listen to this and realize that actually this is a bloody brilliant pop song it deserves to do well and to finish off we asked uh, our listeners on social media for their uh, top countries and their top recommendations of tracks in Eurovision this year so let's just share a few before we uh, log off so James uh, on Instagram uh, loves Cyprus Malta Lithuania Sweden Norway San Marino all have bangers this year and Ireland uh, Ed loves Croatia's TikTok song uh, and lots of love lots more love for Sweden uh, and more for Lithuania as well, actually. Someone also said uh, Laureen Euphoria, but I think they've missed the point there. <laughs> Dan, what have you got? It's normally you doing that. Uh, over on Twitter, so Marky, also a big fan of TikTok. Casper loved the Danes entry, which he described as a synth duo borrowing from the 70s discos tracks uh, and 80s beats singing in their native language. Have we played that one today? That sounds right up our street. Tony liked Ireland and Estonia and Songs for When podcast liked Australia. Australia and a weird soft spot for Germany. They said Australia twice. That wasn't me stuttering. <laughs> and over on Facebook, uh, Peter uh, really loved uh, the UK entry. Big James Newman fan. Uh, so it's nice to have a few. And Mary uh, is really into the Lithu- Lithuania entry. So thank you, Peter and Mary. We're out of time. So please do let us know what you thought to our or Will's 10 Eurovision picks for this year. Uh, do you agree? Do you prefer other ones? Do you not like any of these ones? Do let us know at Track by Track UK. Uh, and let's just watch them all sync without a trace now. I've put uh, the Track by Track uh, seal of approval on them. A curse. So until next time, I've been Terry Wogan. And I've been Terry Wogan. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. turned over a new leaf I thought we said no more bowel movements and Mavis uh, really enjoying that El Diablo song